0: Hello and welcome to Inside Creativity, a podcast to guide you through the beautiful yet challenging process of making the creative projects you dream of. We'll go behind the scenes to explore building creative lives that are good on the inside and creating in a way that is effective, sustainable and joyful. I'm your host, Ilin Love, a creative coach and writer. I live in Sweden, drink lots of tea and I am so glad to dive deep into creativity with you. Hello there, you creative! How are you? I am here in my armchair and I have one cat snuggled up on my lap. Today it is Pisson cat. Usually it's Alice who joins me here, but Pisson was already in the armchair so I have taken his spot and so I have him on my lap now. And Alice cat is roaming around, eating the plants and being, <laughs> I don't know, a little bit um, naughty perhaps. Um yeah, so when I'm recording this, which is one week before you are listening, it is a snowstorm here. <laughs> and it's very funny because today we are doing spring planning in Companions and Creativity, my group coaching community. So the weather decided that this was the perfect day for a lot of snow. So it snowed all night, snowed all morning, all yesterday evening. And there is so much snow here now. <laughs> there really is no spring in sight. But oh well. Such is the weather here. Um, I was looking at photos earlier today for for some things. Um, and I was in my folder for spring two years ago. And they were uh, like the first flowers just a couple of days from where we are, where we are now. <laughs> so it really is... Yeah, it really is back and forth here with spring in Sweden. So, I, when I'm recording this, it is a little bit uh, time left. But when you are listening to this, it is just a couple of days from from when I'm opening the doors to companions in creativity. So I open the doors again. They have been closed all winter, and I open them on. March 20 so that is on Monday when you are listening to this and oh I'm so incredibly excited to be inviting new companions and I've been going through like all, all of the preparations for opening the doors and I'm so excited for yeah for I'm so excited to be running this this uh, group it really is I've said it before and I'll say it again i really do consider this my best work um as a creative coach it really is the the, the space the thing that i've done that i feel is most most impactful that i'm most proud of that i feel really encapsulates what i believe in in yeah in creativity in the creative life and so today i wanted to dive into my top three ingredients for a good creative life what i consider to be the top ingredients that I have seen in myself and in the creatives I work with and in the companions, um, in Companions and Creativity. So that's what we will talk about today. So the first ingredient is an inner creative direction. And this is something that I have... You have thought about and something that I started recognizing when I started doing one-to-one coaching and as I looked back on my own journey, I saw how important it has been as as well. So what I mean when I say an inner creative direction is that I mean that you have your own vision, your own values, your own ideas about what kind of creativity you want to do, what kind of creativity you want to work on, what kind of creative life you want to have. And this doesn't mean that you have to have everything figured out. This can be a process and it's an ever continuing, ongoing, ever evolving process since we are changing. Our lives are changing. And then our our inner correct, inner direction, of course, always change a little bit as well. It has for me, as you probably know. Um, But the the important part of this is that we are looking for our inner creative direction. We are listening for our inner creative direction. And we are committed to trying to find it and trying to follow it. So this is in contrast to uh, trying to follow prescribed paths of what you think you should do in your creative life who you think you should be as a creative or as a human in general and instead following what you actually like what you actually enjoy doing what kind of life you actually enjoy living and so this goes into I think more or less every aspect of the creative life and um, the one that is most obvious perhaps is things like what craft you want to work on what style you have things like that that are like very visible for other people so for example deciding that while maybe you you thought writing was your favorite craft maybe art actually is the thing that you relate to more or maybe if you feel like you should be an artist but you actually enjoy like designing more uh, that can be another path as well so it's about figuring out what kind of things you want to create, what you actually enjoy creating the most, um, and what style feels like you. Um, and again, this is a process. This is not something that you you have to have figured out to have a good creative life. But it's something that I think is very important uh, for us to prioritize and for us to, to shape our lives around, to shape our creative lives around. Um, instead of saying, okay, so this is a style that will have uh, maybe public um, good, good reactions, good response from the public, or this is style that feels impressive, for example. I want you to look for you as a creative, you as a creative, um, your creative identity, uh, your creative expression. It needs to start with you. That's what I'm saying. It It can't start with, okay, so my teacher thinks this is good. Or it can't start with, my mom is impressed by this. (laughs) Or uh, this is something that um, people seem to like on Instagram. Uh, Things like that. It needs to start with you. Um, Otherwise, it's never going to be something that you feel continuously drawn to over time, that you feel inspired by over time. Um, And it's not going to feel... It's not going to feel as personal. It's not going to feel as um, rooted in who you are, which I think it should be. So this is the, that's the craft itself. But this then also goes into things like your values and what kind of things you actually enjoy um, doing, how you enjoy living, how you enjoy creating. So let's take, for example, me deciding to to do more of the day job thing and have my own creative work as a side thing. That is a direction. And that is a direction that I have figured out suits me and suits my creative life and and how how I want to create. And I couldn't have figured that out without listening to my own experience in my creative life and exploring my own uh, experience and uh, listening to and, and finding my own values, which Realizing that stability and freedom were actually big ones for me uh, freedom in that I'm able to be more free in my creativity uh, When I don't have to think about always making money from it uh, and stability in having an income income from a creative job so This is something that I think that a good creative life is one that is shaped from you- your own opinions uh, your own, um, your own values, your own identity, your own personality, uh, your own experience, your own life, and um, we can say it however many times. And it might be cliche, but you need to follow follow your own path and find your own path. And we do this by understanding ourselves. So, to build a good creative life, try to. Listen to yourself. And this is where I think we sometimes... This is where I think society hasn't really taught us necessarily how to do this. Um, School, it teaches us skills. It teaches us how to learn things that are a little bit prescriptive. Um, It teaches us sort of the common uh, understanding of things. And to some degree we choose what we want to do or what we're good at. Uh, But we don't necessarily actually learn how to express ourselves and we don't learn to investigate on a more deep level who we actually are and what that says about what we want to do and how we want to do it and what kind of lives we want to live. So we're not necessarily in the practice of exploring these things. Um, And maybe it has probably have gotten a little bit better over time. It feels like we are a generation that are quite introspective, uh, more introspective than earlier generations, perhaps. Um, I'm not sure that's true, but I have an idea (laughs) that maybe it is. Um, But I still think that we aren't necessarily in the habit of actually listening to ourselves. We are taught to follow rules, We are taught to follow expectations. And when there are expectations on who we should be or what we should do in our creative lives, that messes with our own um, inner direction and finding that. So I think this is a cornerstone um, that is really important when you're building a creative life. Because if you don't have that inner direction, then you are more outwardly focused. You're more focused on things like... Okay, so what do others expect me to be? Uh, What seems to be working for other people? What are other people creating? How are they creating? What kind of path are they choosing? Um, And we can use that as as inspiration, as things to consider and explore, but we should always, always come back to our own experience and our own personality, our own circumstances and see, okay, so does this fit with me? Is this something that might suit me? Uh, Rather than just applying other people's uh, way of doing things or things that they are creating and say, okay, I have to fit into this box uh, that I see out there. So, yeah, I really think that it starts here and, and it always comes back here as well. Um, we, we do something and then time passes and things change and we have to again come back to, okay, so what is my inner direction now? What uh, have I learned from the, the period that I've been through and how can I apply that to how I design things in my creativity in my life so in companions and creativity we have a resource that's called the creative's compass and and this is a resource I designed for for this particular purpose it's about connecting with your inner direction. And it's a course that you can take on different levels. So you can either do it for like your whole creative life and do it very in depth and explore, okay, so who am I (laughs) as a creative? And and, uh, it goes into values, it goes into inspiration, it goes into what feels true to you. And it brings it all back into a compass that you can use uh, to navigate your creative life. Uh, or you can take the course more as a check-in with your direction if you feel like okay maybe things aren't entirely aligned now that i am making a shift in my creative life um this is something yeah i I think i'm gonna go through the course myself uh, to explore okay so where are things changing what have i learned Uh, where have my direction changed and how 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 do I think about the future now and my my own direction going forward? So if you join us now, when we uh, open the doors in less than a week, when you're listening, very exciting, um, then you get get access to this course as well. uh, If you feel like you could do with exploring your inner creative direction. And we have themes each month in companions and the theme for companions um, in April will be inspiration. And inspiration is the first module in the uh, Creatives Compass course. So everyone that feels compelled to are invited to go through the course in April or or beyond uh, as well. Um, So yeah, that's a good time (laughs) if you feel like this is something that you would like to do. Okay, so the second ingredient is a joyful creative habit and you have heard me talk about habits before if you have been listening um and this is something that i also think think is a real cornerstone of a good creative life and uh, when i say a joyful habit i don't mean that you will always perfectly stick to a habit that like you create every day or you always create at the same way in the same time and you never like miss a day or things like that. Um, that's not at all what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that there needs to be some kind of foundation of creative activity in your creative life, something that you can come back to, something that gives you a little bit of structure, a little bit of feeling at home in your creativity, feeling at home in your creative life. Uh, that gives you something to fall back on. Uh, both ho- fall back on and come back to. So, let's, let's say for example that you like to paint. And maybe you uh, sometimes, quite often, paint on Sunday afternoons for example. It's quiet, you don't have a lot of other things going on. Uh, maybe you have been doing more so- social things on the Saturday and so on Sunday afternoons. It's a good time to sit down and paint. So this is something, you don't do it every Sunday, but you have that as a sort of recurring theme, a recurring thing in your life, and you like it. Uh, you maybe like to, yeah, do like me, make yourself a cup of tea, maybe even maybe even teapot, maybe put on some nice music, um, sit in the living room maybe, um, bring out little paints, things like that, light a candle, scented candle perhaps. Um, and you just, yeah, spend a little time with your creativity. If you have this in your life as something you do, um, not perfectly, not always, maybe you sometimes do it on the Saturday instead, or maybe you don't have time a week. Um, maybe you go through a month where it's really dark, maybe, and if you live in in the Nordics, Uh, or if you have a lot of things to do at work, or maybe you're sick or, whatever, uh, something happens, uh, maybe you're you're feeling like you need to take care of your mental health for a week or two um, or a month. And so you sort of slip out of it. But if you have that as OK, this is something I, I do. Something that you enjoy is space for your creativity that feels good. Then even if you miss a month, even if things sort of, yeah, go off tra- track, you have something that you can return to and you have a space that you can step back into. Uh, you have something established. Um, even if it unravels for a bit, you can reestablish it. And it, it's easier to reestablish it if you have done it for a while. Um, it's like with everything, you know, like working out or um, being good at cooking for yourself, <laughs> things like that. But um, You can always come back to it, if you have sort of gotten it established once. So I think that a joyful creative habit is sort of the fertile ground for our creativity. That's where we, that's where we create, that's where it happens, that's where we get down to business and not just think about it, not just dream about it, not just plan, but actually have a space for our creativity. And, yeah, I think this is so incredibly important and this is what I didn't have before I started blogging uh, When I was trying to write my novel and I in periods I did have like when I attended um, Things like NaNoWriMo, National Novel Writing Month, then I had a a Routine of going to a cafe and sitting there and writing um, but other than that I didn't have like a consistent thing in my life and that's why why it would go like six months and I didn't do anything um and I I missed it and I longed for it and I dreamed of it uh but I didn't have that recurring thing and that really changed when I started blogging because then it became recurring it it pushed me to to have stru- more structure and have more of a space that I I even if I took time off I could step back step back into So yeah. I think this is important. And it's important also because it feels good to have it. It does it does something for us as creatives to have that. It makes us feel like we are really living creative lives. We're not just creatives who want to create. We when we have that space, even if we don't manage to do much on like a weekly basis, we feel like we are living creative lives when we are recurrently coming back to our creativity. So this is something I've tried to really build into companions and in creativity. We have these weekly co-working hours uh, when it's just one hour a week. It's um, often on Wednesdays <laughs> um, and yeah, it's just an hour. And we always uh, comment on the fact that, wow, an hour passes by quickly. But I see this as like a, like a baseline for your creativity and like if your week is busy if you struggle with procrastination maybe uh, or if yeah you just don't have the time or the energy then you, you still have like one hour one hour to connect with your fellow companions or other creatives talk about it um have that hour of like gentle accountability of other people creating alongside you and at least you have that and that doesn't uh, that makes you uh, not completely step out of your creativity uh, you spend at least a little hour and i mean it, an hour even if it's short time over time it actually piles on and um, you can really do something with that hour uh, so that in combination with group coaching once a month uh, and also our seasonal planning gives us a little bit of a structure gives us a little bit of a A routine habit around our creative lives uh, that we can step back into and I see this as well with a lot of the creatives that sometimes people will be um, a little bit off for a while uh, something happens or maybe they're really busy and um, they will be absent for a little while for from from our meetups uh, our um, live calls but then they come back and, and it is this dipping back into it. And it is this coming back to your creativity. And th- there is something to come back to. And also we have the communal space of like welcoming each other back into, the, uh, into our creativity. And um, yeah, I think that this is a really impactful thing. Uh, so yeah, joyful creative habits, very important in my book. A very important ingredient for a good creative life. Can you hear a and cat purring in the background? I'm not sure that if you can, but he is purring, it's very cosy. <laughs> okay, so what is then the third ingredient? What is then the third top ingredient? ingredients for a good creative life? Well, it is courage. And note here that I don't say skills, I don't say like fearlessness, I don't say confidence, I say courage. Because courage is what you need to, first of all, build a creative life. It's the thing that you need to um, actually build your skills. It's the thing you need to build your confidence. It's the thing you need to explore creativity. Because creativity is something that makes us feel vulnerable. It's something that makes us feel... Yeah. Yeah. It it tests us Um, and creative fears and creative self-doubt is so extremely common. Um, And like I you wouldn't believe how common it is, Uh, I would say, like everyone. Um, And I, having explored uh, my creative fears and having built creative confidence over quite a lot of years, this is not, I don't have to exercise my courage that much anymore because I have built enough creative confidence. But how have I built my creative confi- confidence? Well, it's through courage. So courage is the thing that when you, are, when, you are, when you haven't built your creative skills yet, courage is the thing that allows you to be bad at it. Because everyone has to be bad at it before they can get good at it. The way we hone our skills is through doing things that aren't great and learning from it and doing things many times and getting better slowly but steadily over time. the is the things that allow us to say that it's okay for me, it's safe for me to be bad at it. Have the courage to be bad at whatever you want to create. And courage is also the thing that uh, helps you go towards your inner direction. Um, Because sometimes that means being, being someone that maybe other people don't expect you to be. It means maybe standing out from other creatives in your sort of niche or field or whatever. Um, it also means saying no to things that other people might might think that you should say yes to or that other creatives might want and that doesn't align with you that doesn't align with what you want uh, your values and courage is the thing that helps you actually live a creative life because society while we sort of while we think that creativity is great, while we um, sometimes put creativity on a pedestal in society, we also live in in a world where the creative life isn't the norm, um, and you might have to, you might want to make choices that other people wouldn't make, um, and you might it might be a little bit contrary to. What you were brought up to do, or uh, what kind of life your parents expect from you, things like that. And courage is also about, um, yeah, doing what you want and, and building a creative life. And saying that, okay, so I have ideas, I have dreams, I have things I wanna do. And it takes courage to act on those things, it takes courage to take a vision in your mind and enter it into the messy reality of it's never going to be as perfect in reality as it is in our minds and maybe you may like exploring if you actually have what it takes to create your vision uh doing that is courage and uh putting yourself out there putting your creativity into the world is courage because it's vulnerable so so many aspects of the creative life and creative endeavors uh come into contact with courage and especially when you when we are building our creative lives when we are going in new directions when we're exploring things we have never done before courage is a recurring theme and yeah it's not that you don't it's not that you shouldn't have fears i think everyone has fears and creatives especially and especially creatives who are Yeah, like either starting out or early or going in new directions. Um, And it's so normal. And what courage is, it is to act and do things and create in spite of the fear and facing those fears. That is courage. Courage is not to not be scared. Um, So many creatives are scared and it's absolutely okay to be scared. Courage is creating anyway. Courage is doing things even if you are scared so one of the things that i believe is important when when we have to be courageous in our creative lives because we want to do something that is scary is community it is community because uh, we hear each other's fears and we see our own fears sort of through the lens of other people and their experiences and things that they feel like they are not good enough for and things like that And we see we can relate to uh, how other people are experiencing it and we see our own experiences through their experiences if you (laughs) that was a little bit vague but um, I think you understand what I mean Uh, so when we see that okay maybe we believe that someone else is great and and they are really doubtful then we realize that our own doubts might also be a little bit maybe out of proportion or maybe we are better than we think or maybe we are capable of doing things that feel scary because we see other people do it or we see other people having similar fears as, as we do. And just having this uh, a community to come back to and be encouraged by and talk to when things feel tricky or scary and talk things through and and figure those things out, I think that's it's incredibly important uh, when when we have to be courageous and when we want to do things that maybe are in line with our inner creative direction but isn't necessarily the thing that you feel you are ex- expected to do, for example. So this is also one of the reasons why I wanted to start cre- Companions of Creativity, <laughs> Uh in the first place, I really really wanted uh to run a creative community because I was seeing so many creatives. I was doing one to one coaching with creatives and I could see um all the creatives I was working with, how many similarities there were across them, and I like wanted to like have them talk to each other <laughs> uh because I was seeing so clearly like okay so this this thing that one person is struggling with and feels like they are alone and struggling with. Another person I was working with at the same time is struggling with exactly the same thing. And I just wish people could, could see that, could see what I was seeing through working with a lot of creatives. And so, yeah, I started a community and uh, like bringing together creatives in a group. I don't know, there's something so incredibly magical about it. And maybe this is also because... Uh, We don't necessarily have that many people in our lives um, that are creatives, that are exploring similar things that we are and putting everyone in like a group discussion. Um, It's just, I don't know, it's absolutely magical. And again and again, we come back to like listening to each other's creative paths and creative experiences and yeah what we are exploring and the the challenges we go through. There's something so incredibly magical about it that I can't really describe. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But this is why I wanted to start Companions in the first place. And this is why I love running it. Creatives are fantastic. um, And they're fantastic at talking about creativity. Um, And yeah, there's just something about a creative community that brings support that brings, um, that makes it into a group where you can have experience and can see that having your creative experiences are 100% okay and that you are not alone in it. (sighs) Yeah. So those are the three things that I believe are the top, most important ingredients for a good creative life. An inner creative direction, a joyful creative habit and courage. Um, yeah, and that's how I built confidence and Creativity so, yeah our doors to this wonderful community that I love <laughs> so much opens on Monday um, Monday, March the 20th and they will so- stay open for two weeks before they close again and once they close, they will stay closed until sometime in autumn so, yes um If you think that maybe this might be for you, you can check out more about it um, here in the description where you're listening to to the um, the episode, there is a link to Companions and Creativity. And if it's not for you, that's 100% okay too. I hope you got some some thoughts and ideas percolating from the the things that I believe are important for a good creative life as well. So Pison is still lying on my lap. Um, so I might sit here a little while longer in the armchair. Look out on the snow and dream of spring. <laughs> uh, but I hope you have a really lovely rest of your day. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed the podcast and would like to help more creatives find it. Make sure you leave a rating and a review or send it over to a friend. If you want to dive deeper into my work of coaching, guiding, and supporting creatives, head over to my website, elinlove.com. That is E-L-I-N-L-O-O-W.com. And until next time, remember there is space for you and your creativity.